Dr. Faye Freed Wolkenfeld is with us live via telephone. She is the chair of the Department of Behavioral Science at Turo University's School of Health Sciences. And uh, this morning we'll, dis- we'll discuss autism spectrum disorder and uh, certainly uh, get to the um, information regarding career opportunities in this field. This is a field that uh, seems, at least as an outsider, uh, to be pretty attractive to people in our community, and we'll certainly ask her about that as well. Dr. Wolkenfeld, a pleasure to welcome you to JM in the AM. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, great, great to have you on. Uh, before we talk about the autism and some of the topics of the day, how about a comment about the Turo University School of Health Sciences? Again, from our vantage point, just you know, keeping a close eye on what's happening in the community, it seems that the growth and the expertise that's going on over at your School of Health Sciences is pretty amazing and certainly to the benefit of our community and the many other communities. What could you tell us from your vantage point about the growth of the School of Health Sciences to this point? I think it's actually phenomenal. Um, I, I really enjoy being part of that growth. Um, it gives us the fact that we're so many um, related disciplines together. It gives us a chance to really um, learn from each other. And so our, our students are, benefit, are benefiting from it. We have top of the line um, people as faculty and um, the programs are growing nicely, and we have a lot of interprofessional opportunities as well, which really makes um, our growth um, quite unique because the students are learning from each other and, and, and they're learning about the other disciplines so that when they get into the workplace, um, they can understand how their partners in other related fields would deal with patients. So it's, it's a very unique experience for the students. Yeah, interesting. A lot of interrelated fields fields these days, that's for sure. And as more and more of the young people become familiar with those fields, it's only uh, to our benefit, that's for sure as well. Dr. Faye Fried Wolkenfeld is with us live via telephone. So many of us, of course, again, as casual observers and people who are part of society, uh, we've heard of autism. We've uh, Some of us are, are close to autism situations, but we certainly don't know the official terms or the official diagnoses. What could you tell us about autism spectrum disorder? So autism spectrum disorder is a developmental disability that can cause significant social communication and behavioral challenges. And many people with ASD, we call it also ASD for short, also have different ways of learning, engaging with others, and reacting to things. Um, there, there, are many, there are a number of core features. Some of the most prominent that people talk about are less eye contact than, than we see in most people, difficulty understanding other people's emotions. There are often speech delays, but not always, and there are repetitive behaviors. I think what's key to understand is that it's known today as a spectrum of disorders. So... Um, the definition of, of what an autistic person looks like is different today than it was before 2013 because the definition has broadened. So you can have very, very bright, high-functioning people with autism spectrum disorder, and you can have severely mentally retarded. Um, you know, I would say the, the MR diagnosis is, is, is being fine-tuned as separate, 
today's from ASD, but, but but there there's very very low functioning ASD and there's very very high functioning ASD, and there's a spectrum in between. Yeah, essentially the spectrum has simply gotten much larger. I mean, you described it in in terms of what's happened over the last ten years, but that's basically what's going on, right? That spectrum itself, uh, you know, that that includes those who have some type of autism has simply gotten larger. Correct. Yes. Well, it's gotten larger in part because the definition has broadened. Right. So people who, who used to be you know, diagnosed with something else are now being diagnosed with ASD. Um, and, and there's also more awareness. There's more awareness. And, so, and, and, there's, and people realize that if you, can, if you get a diagnosis, you can get services in certain areas. And so there's, it's helpful to get the diagnosis. Now, what's the goal? And and I know it's different depending on the you know severity. I get it, or the or depending on the type. I would guess would be a better way of putting it. Uh, but but is the goal to make sure people live with the situation they're in, uh, that they adjust a certain way, that they that they uh, uh, start and maintain certain therapies? What is the general goal when ASD is diagnosed? So the goal in general is to is to give the, is to have that person reach the greatest potential that they can. And obviously, as you've mentioned, it depends on the severity. Right. Um, so the, the, the earlier you catch it, the, the better the outcome. Because if, if, if you catch it, and I, mean, I should say the earlier you catch it and work with it, do therapy right. on it, on the child, or um, the, the, the better the outcome. And that's true with really pretty much any disability. Um, so we generally, it's diagnosed it could be diagnosed at 18 months. The uh, doctors prefer to wait to two years to give the diagnosis. Um, usually, people will see speech delays or you know or delayed behaviors, repetitive movements, um, and and the like. And they'll, they'll see a child that's not um, developing as as expected, and so they might go for some initial. Uh, referrals. Usually, the pediatrician is the first one. Is the first one they go to, and then right. they see whether they need to go for further testing. And it's important, I guess, that parents be informed that this is not a hopeless situation. In fact, you would argue, I would assume, from your position, that there's so much that can be done in the majority of these situations. That you know, with the proper work and the proper investment—I don't mean financial, but with the proper investment of time and effort on behalf, you know, from the family—I mean, we're, we're talking about tremendous growth potential. We are looking at, um, over the years, we've developed different types of therapies that work and, 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 and different ways of, of growing skills in the children so that they are better outcomes when they are adults. Right. Because um, the, the goal is that these people should be able to live functionally. Um, and many, I mean, there are many high-functioning who are, you know, getting doctorates. And, I mean, there's there's... The, the outcomes are getting better as we're able to work with them from an earlier right. age. So, and, and, yeah. and these days it's 2023. It seems like, you know, every day <laughs> we're, we're getting to places and, and, and accomplishing goals that may in the past have taken weeks, months, or years. Correct. Correct. Although I, I, I will say um, there's a lot, there's a big effort now also to start trying to make the outcomes better for the adults because, Unfortunately, there's, although there's, we've been making a push for early intervention and for um, therapy for children and teenagers so that they have better outcomes when they get older. Once they age out of school and they are trying to get oh. jobs, 
Um, Good point. And right. they need places to live and housing. That's that's getting more difficult. Right. Understood. Um, Understood. Yeah. A lot of supervision is necessary, to say the least, and right. and that can make for difficult situations. Uh, Dr. Faye Fried Walkenfeld, Turo University, with us live via telephone. So, so what we've been discussing over the last few minutes is essentially this category of applied behavior analysis, uh, essentially evaluating uh, what the child or adult you know has, and then trying to uh, you know understand their behavior and and dealing with with a, with how to approach it and how to improve things for them. Right. So actually, applied behavior analysis is um, one method that's used. It, it, it is the most, um, it is evidence-based. Um, it is something that the Department of Education is completely for and is encouraging their, their teachers to, to learn and to use with children. I will say it, people should realize it's not only for autism, so it's actually very good for children with ADHD. Mm. Um, and some other, any kind you know, any behavioral challenges because right. it focuses on behaviors and how we can um, change behaviors to make them more appropriate. Um, um, so that's the focus. Understood. Uh, Dr. Faye Fried Wolkenfeld is with us live via telephone. All right. Uh, now, now, as far as I'm concerned, even though, frankly, this information analysis is key and very important, but even more important when we have these conversations with representatives of Turo University, uh, we must speak about the career opportunities. I, I do get the feeling that uh, the areas that you've described this morning are pretty attractive to both men, young men and young women in our community. That's the way it seems to me. You'll tell me if I'm right or wrong. Um, tell me what the, what the uh, procedure is. Um, someone graduates college. Obviously, in order to get uh, their expertise in the areas that we're discussing this morning, they, they would attend your School of Health Sciences. But, but how does it work? How many years? What type of program is it, et cetera? So um, thank you for asking. So actually, after you have a bachelor's, um, you would get a master's. And you, you could get a master's. There are two options because we have the master's in ABA. We also have the post-master's advanced certificate in ABA. Um, the, the master's in ABA, you would need a bachelor's and then you can come in and you learn everything you need to do. You need to do ABA. It's a 36 credit program. It is both New York state LBA accredited. So you can become a licensed behavior analyst. Mm. Um, and, and you can also, it's also BCBA accredited. So, um, we, we are very, very proud that our students graduate with both New York State and um, national accreditation. Um, the post-master certificate is for people who already have a master's in a related field like education or psychology, um, and, and then what, 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 it could be a different kind of master's also as long as it's somewhat related, and that's a 27-credit program. Um, most of them are the same courses. So what they I have two. Uh, Go ahead. I, I just wanted to say our students have two options. They can, they can do this either on campus or they can do this also online. We have a fully online um, asynchronous um, option as well. And your reference to ABA, of course, is applied behavior analysis. So is this more a um, uh, an education track as opposed to a medical track? Would that be accurate to put it that way? Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't call it a medical track. It is an education track. Um, and people either from psychology or education go into it. But we also have people, I mean, there are people who, who have a speech pathology degree who may be interested. 
um, because it, 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 they, it, it, it works well for anyone who's working with children who have some sort of delay. Right. All right. Now, you know this audience. I mean, at this point, after all these years, we're speaking with students, we're speaking to uh, their parents, we're speaking to their grandparents, we're speaking, frankly, to a lot of people who have influence uh, when it comes to career choices and, and thoughts about where their career um, should and could go. Uh, if if there's somebody out there who's a youngster or if they themselves as a youngster have what type of skills, what type of interests would you say they may want to seriously pursue this track? If they're interested in education, they're interested in seeing um, how people with disabilities develop and how they can affect change. That's really the key. If, if, if you were, if you enjoy working with um, people who really want to, who are facing challenges and you want to help them, then that's really the key. Um, and, and you'll, it, and you'll, it, it, and you'll see the fruits of your labor, right? I mean, after a few months, you will. Yeah. You, you definitely see the fruits of your labor because this is, again, this is evidence-based. It's right. very specific. Right. Um, it has very clear goals. And it's it, it and it's a very um, nice way of seeing progress. All right, helping families. <laughs> Excuse me. All right, it's now August second. I'm assuming there's somewhat of a break right now. Is the new semester, new program schedule starting very soon? Well, it's actually middle of the summer semester. So there's <laughs> never a break. Never a break. <laughs> it's never a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but but yes the next semester is starting august 28th and we are um working on the end of our uh, fall admissions but if anyone's interested they can still get in uh best way to get this information what would where would you direct people so our website shs.turo.edu um and you can look up behavior analysis shs.turo.edu. Again, SHS, it's the School of Health Sciences that's providing this program, folks. shs.turo.edu. And what did you say? Behavioral sciences, you said? Behavioral? Behavior analysis. Behavior analysis. Look up behavior analysis on uh, on that website, and you will have all the information you need. And again, everybody, whether you're a student or if you're a parent of a student, uh, there's a lot of people out there uh, who we know in our community who have already worked with youngsters in these types of situations, right? Uh, Dr. Wolkenfeld, you probably have met a bunch of students college age who during their high school years had some type of experience with kids in these situations. Sure, sure. I mean, I'll a lot of people volunteer in places right. or they entertain camps or right. other programs. Absolutely, absolutely. And so, there are people who've, who've just done side jobs where they're working with people and they, they get interested. There are camps that you know, specifically work with kids using ABA. Um, it's, it's, it's a very nice opportunity for a good career. Yeah, 100%. And uh, both for men and women. Uh, shs.turo.edu. Go there for information. Brand new semester begins at the end of August. Uh, hopefully you could still sneak in. But in general, this is an option that everyone out there and in, in families in our communities should keep in mind for young people who are showing some talent and showing some strong interest and love uh, for this type of work. Dr. Faye Fried-Wolkenfeld, Chair of the Department of Behavioral Science, Turo University School of Health Sciences, continues success with the summer semester and good luck as things heat up in the fall as well.
Thank you very much. Be a, well. A real pleasure to speak with you. More coming up. This is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at AlchemSiegel.com on the AlchemSiegel Network. And, of course, any beloved NSN app.